Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kip and Tell, a podcast I ascertain is about terriers and all the reasons <laughs> they're the best breed of dog. We'll be reviewing every episode of The Kids in the Hall with what I ascertain will be witty banter and unmissable segments like virgins and train travel, where have all the good times gone, and gut noises. <laughs> I ascertain that I am Hans Seidemann from Prince Rupert, and I'm joined by Kalina McCortoff, who I ascertain is in London, England. My gut is who I am. Ah, yes. I also ascertain that we are joined by Trevor Record in Vancouver. My gut is what I am. And finally, I ascertain that joining us from Vancouver, we have Stu Derek Kotick. Oh, wait, no, his guts are all twisted up. Never mind. He's, like, <laughs> He's got IBS. <laughs> exactly. It's a real condition. Um, <laughs> yeah, his guts are no good. Um, he doesn't have a strong gut at all. Okay. <laughs> Today, we'll be reviewing episode eight of season three, which aired in 1991, which, as it happens, is the same year that the movie Cool as Ice, starring Vanilla Ice, was released. So oh. now you know that. Well, yeah. why are we talking about kids in the hall then? <laughs> Let's talk about Cool as Ice, which has a, a hot rating of 2.9 stars oh, out of 10 wow. on IMDb. That's so, pretty high. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty awful. Um, but let's kick off with our sketch rundown, shall we? Today we have, that's right, Einstein, wherein Einstein is right. Uh, then we have Big Gut Guys. Mark and Bruce have gross guts that make gross noises and they do gross things with them. We then move on to the first instance of the wedding sketch where Dave channels some very powerful dad energy to insult his newly minted daughter-in-law. <laughs> then we have the Terrier song, yes. which is an all-time wow. classic. <laughs> Indeed, where Bruce tells us all the great things about Terriers in both of our nation's official languages. <laughs> We then have the second installment of Wedding Speech, uh, in which the wedding speech continues, and we learn of Mark's crippling loneliness. Oh. I'm, with, I'm with you, bud. Uh, then, we, then we have Ascertain, a sketch I ascertain is about a guy on the docks who I ascertain uses the word ascertain too often for the comfort of his coworkers. It was a banger. It was so good. It was yeah. pretty solid sketches. Yeah. Uh, we then follow that up with Wedding Speech Part 3, where we have the dramatic conclusion of the wedding speeches, where the bride fucks her ex-boyfriend on the head table. Uh, and then finally, we have The Worst Waiter, where Darrell somehow manages to enrage everyone he comes into contact with, which is very <laughs> off-brand for him. But anyways, we'll get started with our first segment, which I call Terriers Are the Best Sketch. Um <laughs> This episode has a pretty solid lineup of sketches, but uh, it's pretty obvious to me also that Terriers clearly rises above all the rest. No question. And I think I think we all agree that it's one of the best all-time sketches the Troops has ever done. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kick off this episode by just deep diving into this piece of television wonder. What makes this sketch so special? Why do we all love it so much? What are your favorite bits from within the sketch? Trevor, as our Bruciest Bruce. member, I think, I think you should kick us off. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, when we were starting this project, I kind of mentioned that like 
this this sketch came up very early on um when kalina found out i liked kids in the hall yeah. like over 10 years ago we were working together and uh i mentioned the sketch and she didn't remember i it. i was and blown away blown away mm-hmm. but I, I like i think it's also one of those sketches where it's like weirdly canadian in like the way where I, I guess it'd be funny to someone from somewhere else but to canadians it especially just makes sense and is funny when they just start singing in french halfway through <laughs> yeah it's so <laughs> great i love that part it's like yes we have seen this happen many times but <laughs> here's a place where clearly it didn't need to happen <laughs> But I also love that, like in the English version of the of the one verse, like his first verse, where he's like, "They weigh approximately twenty pounds." Like it, it rhymes. But when they do it in French, he says the same thing in French, and it doesn't rhyme or work at all, which is also a very Canadian thing. To yeah, like, like too well, many. Well, we have words to do the translation. It doesn't matter if it works at all. We just have to do because it because of inclusion. It's more that the content <laughs> has to match, not <laughs> the intent of the song. Exactly. Yes, Kalina. What about you? What are your highlights? It's such. A mix of what the kids do best. It's that kind of light-hearted humor, but mixed with some real dark shit, like some really mm. sad and pervy content. <laughs> like you, few people could mix that into a song about cute dogs and, and terriers to say something like, you know, you know, when you when you watch TV and masturbate while eating corn chips and being unemployed, like that that whole that whole <laughs> sort of scenario. Yes. You're standing like on a grave, and then all of a sudden you have like women <laughs> scantily clad, kind of wearing funeral veils. It was just, it's absolutely perfect. And again, is probably the reason that we started this whole podcast project is for moments like this. This is just like mm. this is pure kids in the hall, and probably we can give so much credit. Uh, to work pig Bruce for this. It was just, it's really amazing. <laughs> yes. Just the, the point where he turns around and notices the black veiled bikini girls. He's like, oh, excuse me, ladies, you're scantily clad and it has nothing to do with the narrative. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And like that moment when you're talking about sort of the um, the terriers weighing 20 pounds, like that moment when the graphic <laughs> comes up to sh- like prove the point. Like it's not like oh we're just picking picking up a dog to show you it's like no let's let's yeah, we're show you have a scale. graphics to, yeah <laughs> it's just it's so good and it's just so catchy and very simple speaking of catchy i mean like i love i love that at one point they just go you know the the whole interlude where they're saying like terriers are good for the ages they prolong people's lives no one wants to die die die, like this guy die 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 worms eating your eyes i say that to trevor all the time well, we we I do mean, say that to each other a like, lot. Weirdly. Pulling back the veil on the podcast, I think our viewers should know that among the group of friends of which we are a part, like just chanting die has become a thing for us as a result. I, I think I'm the one sketch. that started it and it was because of the song and Yay! they don't have that. But... Yeah, like, and it's like we will just occasionally, for no reason, just start chanting die, die, die for fun and it's because of this sketch. So, like, way to go, guys. Yay! Um, I did also love the bit that you said, uh, Trevor, about like just telling the scantily clad women that they have no reason to be there, which is like a very like '90s sort of sensibility. Like it kind of metas the sketch. I think if this was in the '80s, they would have just had the sexy ladies there because like, haha, that's funny. But like the '90s sensibility is like, no, this is not appropriate. You have no purpose here, <laughs> you know? which is great. Getting very woke um, very early on. 
Yes, exactly. Well, it's kind of like the Dave sketch from what season one, where he's like, "I am very comfortable talking about menstruation." Good attitude. Good attitude towards it. Yeah. So it yeah. was kind of a little bit like that. I also liked um, Kalina, as you mentioned, like the flying terrier graphics for no reason. Like they could have <laughs> just shown actual terriers. But I also then love that they do show just like some clips of terriers running and just looking delightful, and it's just so great. An- another couple things I want to highlight about this perfect perfect sketch too that it's sandwiched in between this interaction with Kevin in drag where Kevin's character has yes. a dog and like Bruce is just like no it's not a terrier and then at the end of the song Kevin's character releases the bulldog <laughs> into the wild because it's not a yes. terrier. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. No, I guess I shouldn't have you because you're not the best breed. Something I was going to mention though, and I'm curious as to what you guys think is like this is one of the rare sketches that is just a song right there's the daves i know there's the terriers the other sketch that is basically a song is the kevin sketch from what is it season two where he's like uh the wedding ring why don't why don't you love me baby yeah exactly (laughs) uh, i love your dad and he has money all that kind of stuff is is part of the reason we love this just the format like do we just love like song sketches and are there any others that are that i'm forgetting about that either have happened or we expect to come that are also in the all-time greats is it like is that format just partly what makes it so good i think i think also what we've been talking about sort of the tv magic versus theater Mm. stuff like kevin's uh song kind of felt a bit more of an aside to what was going on in the rest of the sketch maybe uh but but it was just because it was on a stage it didn't feel sort of like Mm. as immersive of a song that you could kind of play Mm, to someone or that you'd maybe repeat as much yeah yeah. So I, I, I kind of wonder about this because both Dave's I Know and Terriers are like kind of some of the best parts of the, the series, but I, I don't think they do repeat it that much. But Bruce did release a comedy album that was mostly him doing songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at least these both have choruses. Like, there is no chorus in Kevin's song as far as no, I remember. No, a lot of them are more like spoken poetry to music, too. But I yeah. wonder if Bruce wanted to do this kind of thing more often, but it was something that the rest of them weren't into. So they just mm. don't do it more often than they might have. Because you also think about his, um like... Mm. I hate jazz sketch, which was pretty amazing, too. Like, even though you're right, like, it was sort of more like Debatable. spoken. <laughs> it was more sort of spoken word rather than a song, but it, it still followed that pattern. There is actually, there is another kind of musical sketch that we all love as well, which is the bass player. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I mean, oh, that, that, one, that one definitely has more of a sketch the construction mother, around the it. The father, yeah. the widow, the priest. Yeah, see, and, that, and that one was so good that we all thought it was a rip on another song. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, Which I'm still yeah, skeptical I wonder... about. I still am like, it must have come from somewhere. Surely we haven't Googled it enough. <laughs> it's a Doors song, actually. Um, <laughs> the uh, I, I, I think that's an interesting point. Like They are, two, I mean, Terriers and Dave, as I know, are both, like Bruce entirely Bruce vehicle so it would mm-hmm. make sense that he maybe wanted to do those more often but if that's the case it's like fucking other shit get your get your why? heads out of your asses give Bruce his song bits <laughs> brain yeah. candy should have just been one huge like music video <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe these were a little bit harder to do as well though because when you think about it mm. this like sketch is like two and a half minutes and there's a lot of jokes packed into this like, <laughs> that we, is also true yeah. we, we've we've spent the last 10 minutes actually talking about like, <laughs> it deserves it trevor minutes. and you know it <laughs> <laughs> i and there's another thing that i like too where the, he's just like give terriers a chance do the terrier <laughs> dance and then no yes. one dances he's like okay let's not <laughs> <laughs> so dumb i love it 
Uh, okay, well, um, speaking of no one doing terriers anymore, let's move on maybe uh, to our next segment, which I'm calling Big Gut Grossness, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I wanted big to talk about. Uh, yeah, big gut <laughs> energy. Yeah, big gut energy. Yeah, another thing I wanted to talk about in this episode was the Big Gut Guys sketch, and I know we've seen some gross sketches in the past, and I know uh, some of you hated on the infected foot sketch, for instance. Uh. I think some of you also hated on the liposuction sketch. Um, but in my mind, this felt like one of the grossest of all the sketches yet, and I can't quite decide how I feel about it, so I throw it out to the rest of you. Uh, does this sketch work? Was it Big Gut Grossness good, or was it too over the top for your tastes? Discuss. Oh, I hated it. It was weird. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, it was just, it was too much. That was just, it was too long. It dragged on and on. And that just moment when they were digging stuff out of their belly buttons yeah. made me, like, you oh, know when you get, the, keys, you get yeah. the visceral feeling yourself? Like, you know when some, I don't know if this happens to you or listeners, you know when you, like, accidentally poke your belly button too hard by accident? I don't know how that happens, but, it, you know, it does happen. <laughs> and then it just, like, it hurts. Like, you feel like you can still feel whatever might have been remnant of your umbilical cord. No, nobody, uh, just me. No, <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time poking my belly button accidentally or otherwise. Oh, so, okay. No. Well, anyway, I. Colleen has got some just, kinks. She's not. It's just too much for me. It's too much, and I do feel. You know, I often am okay with their gross-out humor, but usually when it's part of a wider sketch, like. One thing that came back to me was the, like, my pen sketch when he's trying to think, like, what Kevin could possibly be doing with his pen. And there's mm. that moment where he's shown digging into his ear with the pen and it just starts dripping blood. Oh, it's oh. so horrible. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. But it is, it is really funny because it is in that moment and it's part of a wider <laughs> sketch. And it's like, why would you even think about that? Whereas this is like, mm. the joke is just, wow, these guys are gross, but you don't need like whatever four or five minutes of it which again made me ask are they running out of ideas i don't know oh <laughs> bold game clearly have ideas i mean this this episode was generally very good and i think the gut episode i said the gut sketch is fine i would have preferred not the best more one. filler i would have preferred more filler to this <laughs> okay i mean i i i enjoyed it reasonably well but it was it was just very it's gross. gross and it's like the the noises that the guts make and like why are they is it just me or I, am i remembering this correctly were they vaguely like wet looking for some reason yeah I have, um, there was I have some a, part where like the glisten takes a giant swig of beer and then his gut gets bigger and is shining and yeah. that's when they start talking about the sounds their guts make yeah like washing the... him around yeah the other thing was like was uh kevin's gut when he comes in and it's like they were joking that he had lost weight so his gut was all just yeah, like yeah. flabby loose skin was that the yeah that was, that was, that was what they joke, were going yeah. for there okay it's yeah, kind of like the mike also... myers fat bastard joke when he gets skinny yeah it was also it was also just yeah it was that was gross in its own other particularly unique way so if, I don't know if we wanted to get millennial snowflake corner I'm sure there'd be some people that like uh, feel like this is somehow like fat shaming or whatever uh, too but I don't know mm. I don't know yeah I think if anything I, this is as, like the as opposite the of fat shaming snowflakiest millennial here I'm pretty fine with this <laughs> I just think it was too gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like I, the idea that we're now calling it Snowflake Millennial Corner instead of instead of does this hold up? We're just <laughs> we're we're at least acknowledging our our sensitivity. <laughs> we've we've had confirmation from the kids themselves that they get mad when we start complaining about the the wokeness <laughs> issues. <laughs> 
Well, um, all right. So uh, you know, I I, I I liked this sketch somewhat, I, but I think like the nugget of comedy here, because the gross outness didn't do it for me. It was more just like the fact that these men were so proud and competitive about something you shouldn't yes. be proud or competitive about. I mean. Why can't you be proud and competitive about your gut, really? Um, I liked your comment, Trevor, earlier of they have big gut energy, which I think really actually that sums it up pretty well. Uh, yeah. Uh, the kind of the, uh, the attitude of this sketch. I, I can respect some big gut energy. I do feel like, though, this um, is very much like a North American culture thing that probably is more, oh, very much so, yeah. more probable there than it is over here. Eh, I could imagine some Germans like, you know, quaffing beer and eating dumplings, potato dumplings and being like, oh, yes, my uh, gutter is so good. Um, <laughs> Can some Germans <laughs> anyway. uh, write in to prove Hans wrong, please? <laughs> Those how... krauts don't know how to get in touch with us. <laughs> how many... How many... <laughs> Kids in the Hall fans, you think live in Germany? Unless <laughs> show. Look, look, I'm sure Kids in the Hall is our very fan popular base in Germany. Is constantly growing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, before uh, before I insult any more uh, nations of the world, let's move on to our next segment, which is kids say the darndest things. Um, so we're going to talk about our standout sketches in a little bit, but before we do that, I wanted to share some of our favorite lines from the episode in the segment that I like to call "Kids Say the Darndest Fucking Things." Maybe should um, start us off. Kalina, yeah, why don't you start us off? All of the lines from Terriers are amazing, and and we've mentioned most of them. But I will say at the end of the Die Die segment where he says, Die, 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 worms eating your <laughs> eyes, bass solo. <laughs> it's the bass solo bit where we just have a full transition to him actually just playing on someone's grave. It was great. Hmm. So I think mine, I mean, yes, I think we could quote uh, all of Terriers and we already have to some extent. Um, but so I'll, I'll go a little bit off the board with some of my other favorite lines from the episode, which are mostly from the iterations of the wedding speech. Um, the first one, I really loved Dave's like powerful dad energy um, right from when he first gets up um, and, and like pats the guy on the back and says, that's OK. And then and then as soon as the guy leaves, he's like, I thought that guy would never shit shut up <laughs> it's just like <laughs> such powerful dad energy um making fun of the person who can't get their speech out um and then when he's making fun of his future daughter-in-law or like newly minted daughter-in-law and and is talking about how she's not a virgin anymore and it used to be that like you'd save yourself but chimes have changed and he's just like such an asshole about it but i love that he finishes off with i long for the days of the virgin and the elegance of rail travel <laughs> <laughs> Which is just very powerful dad energy. Um, he strongly reminded me of our friend and CBC journalist, uh, Justin McElroy, in that moment. Where you could wow. equally then and now <laughs> say, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but in, in, the other, in the other wedding speeches ones, there were some good lines as well. Like, I liked in the second one, I, I just, I felt very connected to Mark and his <laughs> extreme, extreme and deep loneliness. Um mm -hmm. But uh, I liked I liked how when he just makes that turn uh, to being like, and I'm so alone, and then just starts like wailing, "Mommy, Daddy," which is like just <laughs> so like sad, and but I was delightful to me. Poor and Hans. then I also loved in the third wedding speech when Kevin gets up to try and assert that he should be allowed to have sex with the wife again, um, and the priest is or I forget how, how it comes up, but he just goes like, don't be such a nitpicker, priesty boy, <laughs> which is which is a nice line as well. 
Um, Trevor, have you got any favorites from any other sketches or just from Terriers? So I, I would say that, like, generally, I, I really like, uh, outside of Terriers, um, the Ascertain sketch as well. Just how, like, this character, mm. Bruce, who is being threatened with being fired if he doesn't stop using the word Ascertain, <laughs> like, imagines himself to be in, intelligent and and actually has a very poor command of the english language except he <laughs> yeah. says ascertain a lot so it's like that's their problem they're just jealous of me it is my right to ascertain things you <laughs> should talk to them about their being upset about my ascertaination <laughs> yeah 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 um, I also liked the in that one the um, the appropriate lines that he was allowed to say down at the docks. I'm trying to remember what they are exactly. It was uh, Good morning, fellas. Hand that thing to me, boy. This works hard, and guys breaks over. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when he's like shouting it at Bruce, like "Good morning, hand me that thing, boy. This works hard, breaks over." And like as he's like, "Yes, sir." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like as he leaves, he's like, like Dave's like glad we had the chance to delineate our little problem, and then like Bruce is leaving, he's like, delineate, delineate. <laughs> in, that, in that way where he kind of smacks his chops in a very Bruce way that harkens back to Kathy with a K. Um, <laughs> one other favorite line from another sketch for me is from the worst waiter sketch where um, <laughs> Drill asks Scott if he can like eat away from the table where the other person is eating and he's like i can't my town burned down <laughs> and like that's just <laughs> Darrell just accepts that whole cloth like oh yeah i'm sorry it appears his town has burnt down sort of. anyways <laughs> oh, ah Darrell, ah scott all right well finally before we go let's choose our standout sketch and give it a rating out of five and so since be... i suspect all of us will be picking the terrier song and giving it a perfect score let's also talk about our second favorite sketch from this episode so, so uh, terriers gets five out of five like i obviously if yeah, any of us yeah. gives it less than five out of five i'm unfriending them from all social media immediately i bet i bet and his twisted guts only gave him Four. Oh, Stu probably I mean, a bad mouth him in his absence. <laughs> you, Stu. I bet you Stu imagines he could do musical comedy better. <laughs> He's got oh. a chip on his shoulder about it. Yeah. That baseline um, could have been like made into a minor fifth. It would have been better, but whatever. I, I, I think that uh, I would give Ascertain like a, a strong like four mm. out of five as well, yeah. though it's it's pretty solid sketch as well. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you there. The second best is Ascertain. And this is like the episode we recorded at the start of season two where Hans used the word sojourn one too many times. <laughs> so that was... <laughs> I used it exactly <laughs> twice. I, no, you did not. No, it was I, at least I, three times, if not I, I will. I will note, Hans, something that I do notice about you is like sometimes <laughs> there's like a colorful phrase that like just tickles Look, your Look, I fancy like the words amuse bouche, okay? Just so, let me have amuse bouche. Amuse bouche, yes. Yeah, and, and like there was, you said it precisely so many times uh, in that episode that that Stu called you out. I said it out. twice in that episode. <laughs> and Stu, and Stu was out. like, "Stop saying fucking soldier!" And I was like, "I've said it twice." <laughs> you say amuse bouche a lot in you regular. Do. I do say amuse bouche. When when we like... were visit when my my wife and I were visiting you uh, this summer, I was noticing like one that you'd picked up saying a lot was just uh, holding court. You talk about people holding <laughs> oh. court constantly now too. 
Interesting. Oh. The other one I know I use is uh, is interstitial. I love. Interstitial oh yes, yes, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, so Hans, you'll you'll be happy. To so know you're that telling me I'm an asshole like Bruce, <laughs> who just says ascertain when I should just be saying, "Boy, works hard." <laughs> Hand me that thing, guys. Hand breaks me that thing. over. Guys, breaks over. Well, guys, breaks over. It's my turn. <laughs> um, I say and actually, guys breaks over constantly to you guys. And I, I, <laughs> actually, our work. Uh, I'm going to have a hard opinion here that you guys are going to hate, which is that I thought Ascertain was the worst sketch oh. of the episode. Oh. Um, he hit a soft spot, didn't I only gave it? A, I only gave it a two and a half. What, really? Oh. Overused, overused phrases out of five. Well, I don't know. I just That's because the I just, sketch is about you. <laughs> no. I just think it, I felt so like it kind of dragged a bit. A like it just kind of, for Hans. It went on a slightly longer than it. I think it really could have or should have. But um, obviously, yes, you're correct. Terrier song, five out of five. It's a perfect sketch and delightful in every way. Um, and as far as a second best sketch, I'm going to just kind of give it, I think, to the the wedding speeches as as a collective because I all thought they all had something different to bring and they were all funny in their own specific way. But a special shout out to Mark and his crippling loneliness. Mark, I'm with, I'm with you, bud. Why why do I have to be alone? And if you're a single woman from the age of 25 to 45 and live in the Prince Rupert region, we'd love to hear from you. Email hansseekslove at hotmail.com. <laughs> why is it a Hotmail address? That makes it so much more sad. Yeah, that's why, because it's sad. <laughs> All right, well, on that or cheery funny, note, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's end our Season 3, Episode 8 review. Uh, join us next week for our episode nine review, which will be hosted by Trevor. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Kiff and Tell Pod. And uh, sometimes I post on Facebook too, but less frequently lately. So really go on Twitter. Um, hey, maybe we should set up a TikTok. What do you think, guys? TikTok? Uh, I, I don't. I'm too old to know I like what TikTok really is. It's All like right, Vine well, 2, right? It's it's, so, it's it's great. I love it. There's lots of cats. Anyways, uh, <laughs> join us on, on that Twitter, though, for sure. Kith and Telpod, weigh in on your favorite sketches. Enjoy my delightful gifts that I, that I work so hard on. Thanks for listening, everyone, to Kith and Tell. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I ascertain that I shall say goodbye. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Mm-hmm.